everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. It is May 3rd, 2021. Tomorrow is my least favorite day of the year. Oh, yeah? Why is that? May the 4th be with you. Oh, those goddamn dorks. <laughs> Dude, I hate that shit. Is that Mike D at the game? Look at that bald guy sitting back there. Dude, if yeah. it was, it, nobody would be surprised. Who's he there with? It yeah. Everything goes with Mike D. <laughs> it's the craziest fucking thing. It pisses me off he just pointed that out. That guy sitting there looks like Mike D. I think it's Mike D. I watched Fever Pitch. I saw Mike D. I'm like, Mike D falls up all the time. He does. You know what? Mike's claim to fame, I think, was selling the Big Glidden paint can. Where was that? Was that at Qualcomm or was that here? That was at Qualcomm, right? I think it was at Qualcomm. Yeah. So that Big Glidden paint can, we all laughed. Hey, hit it in the paint can. And then next thing you know, he's like commissioner of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, have you been you've been at Petco this year, right? Yeah, it was their opening day. Do they have more stuff at Petco than I've ever seen in any ballpark? That, they got that big jack in a box head right yeah. in the, on the foul pole. That Machado contract ain't paying for itself. That's Dave. true. Yeah. Tommy I mean, Fam's contract. Yeah, you gotta figure out something, man. Uh you know what, Dave? I'm just gonna say this on behalf of San Diego. We don't need your shit. I walk in tonight. Yeah. Dave goes, who the hell's Miguel Diaz? I go, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, Dave. I was thinking the same thing driving down. I didn't even know this guy was on the roster until 4 o'clock. They just found him. He made he his did. debut in 2017 for the pods. For the pods? Like, I don't even remember him either. I don't even think this show was, this podcast <laughs> was on. And uh, I don't know, though. I heard Coach today. Okay. Hey, you got to get it figured out with Mackenzie Gore. Oh, really? Well, that's edgy. Glad I tuned in for that. Wow, hot take coming in. What if they sent Coach to Peoria to work with McKenzie Gordon? He I, needs two weeks off. Yeah. I li- Listen, Gort, I saw somebody on social media write today, and I'd give you credit if I knew who wrote it because it did make me laugh out loud. Said something to the effect of, uh, remember when they tried to get us to believe that McKenzie Gore was real? <laughs> That, I like that. That is, I don't even know what to say on that story anymore. That is the weirdest story, right? Dave, where you just go, that guy's development just completely hit the wall. I tell you what, all the rumors last year that he had control problems, you're going, well, if that's the story, that's the story. Then you watched yeah. him in spring training games, and he did have major control problems. You know, you're going, the guy's walking a million guys. The catcher's set up a certain way, and he's missing his glove. Well, watch him in spring training. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, in oh, spring yeah, training. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. And so when you sit there and you look at him, and you can see that he definitely is not ready. At least at, coming out of spring training, he wasn't ready. I don't know what the fuck he's done the last month. I'm just saying coming yeah. out of spring training – he wasn't ready. So when you look at a guy like Miguel Diaz, who's pitching today, and you know Lamette's jacked up, and you know Paddock's jacked up, and Mario yeah. Owen isn't playing the rest of the year, you realize Mackenzie Gore couldn't dunk somebody at the county fair, and well, your and number Weathers. one prospect guy is completely fucked, and Weathers is hurt. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, all your high hopes. There's a reason why they gave Jace Tingler his jersey number, because they knew Mackenzie Gore wasn't going to be here for a while. Oh, He's in his fifth year of minor league baseball, Shut you assholes. Shut up. I've heard all that. They drafted him when he was 12. Calm <laughs> down. <laughs> drafted him when he was 12. For some reason, by the way, no. Padre fans don't understand the five. Okay? Let's do this again. Oh, All right? Go ahead. Because you jumped on with those all those assholes. Dave's an idiot. Dave, That oh, might yeah. be. Drafted yeah. in 2017. Okay. Okay. He played in 2017. 
Well, how in the much? Minors. But in he played minor. nine games? Whatever. From June to... And he was 17 years old. Fine. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That's five you got your hands seasons. Up. Yeah. You know who they rushed to the majors? Dustin May. What's he doing tonight? That, Saying this. At least Dustin ah, May played. Ah. At least he played. Yeah, he All played, right. got hurt. Mackenzie Gore. You know what his jersey number is? No joke. 111? Number one. Okay, like there's one. not a lot of pressure with that You're not bullshit. Billy Martin. <laughs> that bullshit. Number one. God damn it. Can you do anything that I like, Gore, please? Is that so much to goddamn ask? I thought he was no joke. I know you aren't a number guy like me, but he's supposed to be 32. And then Tingler all of a sudden takes 32. And I'm like, number Shh. one is a terrible number to take unless you what? want even more pressure. Number one, I'm the best. Uh, I didn't realize Snell took four because that's how many solid innings he gives you every night. That's 100%. That's 100%. I was saving that yesterday, you motherfucker. (laughs) I was saving that tweet, you asshole. (laughs) He asked for number four because that's all he gives you. (laughs) I mean, he should be five. He should change with Myers and be five because he's legit five every game, which is weird. This is the weirdest team Ever. If it wasn't for Darvish, this bullpen would never get a break. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, and the whole Musgrove thing was so weird. Did you hear AC on that today? No. Where Joe Musgrove claimed that he didn't know he was going to start yesterday, and then AC saying he did know he was going to start. So he threw the organization under the bus? He threw Jace under the bus. Wow. And On a Sunday morning. Yeah. So it's not even like you had until nighttime to get ready. You're mentally, you're like, fuck. I, I, listen, man, I, I think there are things. You take two out of three from the Giants. I get that. The yeah. Giants have been playing really good ball. And yesterday was just kind of, it happens, right? I mean, you saw it, Dave, with the Dodgers. It happens. I'm telling you, I don't think there's anything wrong that there should be cause for concern with this team. Now, At all, is what you're saying. Now, there's I, some concern. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you should be okay, concerned. Yes. If you're a Padre fan, you absolutely should be concerned. Now, If you're realistic, there's concern. Correct. Now, AC today put it on the offense and and didn't really put much on the pitching. I'll, I'll give the bullpen. The bullpen's been hey. pretty solid. Yes. Holy shit, the starter's got to get it figured out, right? Like, other than, like you said, you have one starter in Darvish. One guy that you count on every time. It's Darvish is going to basically go out there, and he's your your stopper. He's either the guy that gets you a win or stops a losing streak. Yeah. But, I I mean, I love Weathers. Yeah. Well, whenever you see him again. Yeah. And and Lamette, this this shit. We're just going to throw this guy. Hey, you know what? Hey, we're really, really excited, everybody. We're excited. We feel like it was just kind of more that uh, potential injury, no injury. So we're going to throw Weathers, and we're going to throw Lamette back out there. Well, that's great. Hey, Stamen, get your fucking ass up, kid. <laughs> I just like, Dave, I'm telling you. The Musgrove thing, honestly, is concerning. Yes. A bunch All of, of things, it is yeah. for the starters. Yeah. Miguel Diaz but, is pitching tonight, Dave. Yeah, the Musgrove thing bothers me because – let's say he didn't know to the last minute. Why don't you just keep that in-house? The Padres do a pretty good job of keeping things yeah. in-house, and nobody questions them. Like Paddock, he's gone, but no, they're going to give a reason why. Yeah. <laughs> nobody yeah. goes, he's what sick. the fuck? Yeah. Well, you had somebody test positive for COVID, 
That's why Myers got shut down that night and was able to come back. And I get it. Now, you and I came in here like a couple of idiots and just said, hey, we got COVID. But hey, we're doing okay. We're fine. Yeah, we figured, don't worry about us. Give it to each other. So fuck it. Yeah, and then uh, we're the Cal Ripken Jr. and Steve Garvey. This right. fucking uh, community. And then everybody else is like, "Ooh, privacy." Which you go, "All right, that's cool." Listen, guys, uh, we just want you to know somebody on the Padres has tested positive for COVID. We're taking all the necessary steps to protect all the teammates. We are not going to release names. We just want to let you know. Chris Paddock's on the medical list. Uh, he's gone for he's going to quarantine for eleven days. Uh, quick question: Let's go out to AJ Caswell. Uh, so, are you saying Paddock has COVID? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, easy out there, four eyes. We didn't say anything, <laughs> dude. Okay, here's my question. Yeah. I understand medical stuff. Yeah, but dude. There's a global pandemic. If you have yes. COVID, what's the big deal about telling people you have COVID? Right. I just don't understand. It's well, not that's like what has, I said. You're not like he has, has a herpes outbreak. No. <laughs> or he didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> he didn't pay his taxes. And they're holding him in a holding cell downtown, right? Waiting for that fucking <laughs> asshole Gomez that shows up here <laughs> grinning at me every night that he's going to take everything to trial. God, I get it. <laughs> Okay, Gomez, I get it. You're going to take everything to trial and run up the bill. So I win $1,100, and I got to give you $975 of it. Hey, everybody else wants to settle. We're taking it to trial. Fucking guy. Every night. We get it. Why do these fuckers buy 17 goddamn spots in the inning? Like, just beating the shit out of us. Like, hey, Gomez, did you see our goddamn starter win an inning and a third? Maybe you save it for Darvish night, all right? I'm proud of you because you got nuts of steel and you're not going to let anybody push me around. Not tonight. Go, go. Go, go. <laughs> Do you know the guy I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. He's always all fired up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's um, there's some concerns. I don't know. I don't know if I say I blame it 100% on the offense either. I just What I look at is I look at a team that right now took three out of four from the Dodgers. You take two out of three from the Giants, and you're going, man, that's great. Yeah. Those are teams in your division above you that you're chasing. Yeah. But you understand it. it's May 3rd, and you can see basically a disaster is coming. You can't well, – this isn't a shortened season. This is 162, and you're going, we don't want to run on smoke and mirrors basically for, you know, from July through September, and hopefully they do well in October. Dave, your favorite show is Billions. Let's yeah, play the I, I like sto- Billions. Let's play the stock game. If I'm selling you stock tonight and you've got your choice of A or B, I'm going to give you stock A. Stock A is Paddock, Snell, uh, fucking Pagan, Miguel Diaz, and uh, who else am I missing in that goddamn group? <laughs> Somebody else. Right? Who the fuck else am I? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, pick in Pierce Johnson. Okay. All right? That's stock A. Or I'm going to give you stock B which is Machado, Tatis, Hosmer, Myers, Cronenworth. Yeah. And I'll throw uh, Grisham in, too. Of course, you're taking B. It's a no-brainer. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think the biggest concern is that I think we felt, and and look, it's all around baseball, right? I know the Dodgers are dealing with it, too. Yeah, every team. Yeah. We we don't care about every team. No. Care about this team. Uh, Man, all of a sudden, 
you're seeing it where two, three arms go down, and all of a sudden you're like, God, it just has such a domino effect. It's it's a little uh, frustrating. You know what's uh, what's nuts about that too is you sit there and you go like the Dodgers with the the rumors of saying, well, what, what the fuck can you do with eight starters? Yeah. Well, dude, they're down to about four now. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, you're going. Well, maybe they weren't so dumb giving money to Bauer, you know, because yeah. all of a sudden Price is hurt and May is hurt and Gonsolin's hurt. You're going, shit, they don't have guys. But And, and, and that's, that's supposed to be the wealthiest team in baseball. So what are teams like the, the Padres supposed to do? Yeah, that was a home run. It was a home saw, run. Right? I thought it was a home run. Um, uh, sorry, Dave and I do live commentary. I think it breaks all the rules for what we're doing. But Oh, no, it's in. It's a, they, they played it right. Hit off the wall. Yeah, I, thought, I swear to God, I thought it went off its seat. Yeah, it looked like it. Um, we got to fucking put, like, uh, Andy Cohen up here or something, right? We get so distracted <laughs> watching these games. Um, no, I think... You know it's funny? Stern won't have a TV on, ever. You ever listen when he says, turn that TV off? It distracts me. Yeah. Like, yeah, he won't, he won't do it. Oh, but fuck well, it. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Did you pay for this? Oh, shit, you did. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think, Dave, we, we look right, and it could be a situation... Take the bullpen, for instance. And if there had been any issues with the bullpen, remember we questioned should they have gone over Rosenthal? Should they have gone after Kirby Yates? Both of those guys are shut down. So yeah. now I get it. There were question marks no, about we, both we those guys. We Melanson, and he's been the best reliever in baseball. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just uh, I guess it's across baseball. But I think the West is better than we thought, right, early on? Uh, well, the the Giants have changed it right now in the first month because we thought it was a two-team division and everyone else is going to walk through the Giants, the Rockies, and Diamondbacks. The Giants yeah. have surprised so many people. Yeah. You know? Now, I don't know how long they can hold, but uh, but Gossman yesterday was outstanding. Let me tell you, I watched, I watched a shitload of Giants baseball even last year, and yeah. we've seen Gossman for years just kind of – they're waiting yeah. for Gossman to be Gossman, and he never was that guy. Last year, he looked insane. He looked great yesterday. Yeah. He's that guy, as Jeff has mentioned on the show a bunch of times, when you look at what the Giants' payroll is going to be next year, which is nothing, and they didn't plan on contending this year, dude, the Giants are going to get super rich on yeah. whatever that trade is when they trade Gossman because you have teams like the Yankees are going to want him. You yep. have the Padres that would probably chase oh, yeah. him. You got the Dodgers, but there's no way the Giants are trading with the fucking Dodgers. Did they sign him just a one-year so, deal? He only has one year left. He's a free agent after this year. Wow. They picked up his option or whatever yeah. it was. But you go, okay, here's here's a guy that might be the best available pitcher come the trade deadline, and the Giants are going to get a shitload for him. Yeah, they're, they're going to load up. And to your point, not splitting hairs, I think they're two years. They, they lose a ton off of salary in 22, but 23, it's insane, right? And their farm yeah. system is getting better. Like, they're reloading yeah. really, really. I think they're number nine in farm system right now. Which is... Pretty amazing considering how 30, bad they, like two years ago for like four straight years yeah. they had been terrible right yeah with Brian Sabian and uh, Bobby Evans like really good baseball guys couldn't do it and so now the Giants are reloading up there yeah man it, it gets really interesting all of a sudden to start looking around and go well what are we gonna do but yeah. I mean the White Sox are getting hammered by injuries sure. Robert goes down today twelve to fourteen weeks. Right? Yep. Before he's back. So you go, holy shit, that's three months. Like, that's a big deal. He doesn't come back to September yeah. in a really, really good American League Central. So, yeah, teams are impacted. I just, 
I'm sure like every good team, right? There's not any good team that feels like they're cruising right now. The Yankee no. fans are ready to fire Aaron Boone. Yeah. <laughs> and have been ready to run him out for three weeks. So, yeah, I don't know. The surprise team has to be the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And the Boston Red Sox, remember they lost all those games at the beginning and have played great baseball. Yeah. I mean, who would have guessed where the Red Sox are right now? But if you're a Red Sox fan or you hate the Red Sox, you're like, fuck, how are they back in first place? You got Cora back. You yeah. got rid of Ron Renneke and got Alex Cora back. <laughs> tweet, tweet. J.D. If- Martinez is starting to hit. Yeah. You know, and you're going, what the hell? Here's another guy that's hitting that I thought his career was over is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant leads the Cubs in yeah. every category. Well, and they're going to have to move him, yeah. right? Like, now all of a sudden – I, I think the next couple of – how long, Dave, at what point does the team make a decision either we're in or we're out? That's a great question because it used to be, you know, all-star break. And yeah. then you go, okay, well, if you want to jump on it early. So let's look at the pods, for example. The fucking left field's a disaster, right? Yeah. Nobody has faith in Tommy Pham. No. Okay? And Profar is the perfect guy to have who comes off the bench for you and stuff. But great you catch yesterday. Yeah. But in right. Yeah. You don't want Profar being an everyday guy. You have Will Myers who's a banged-up knee. You have, you have uh, Grisham who has the bad hamstring. You do have injuries that show up. He's, he's, he's a great first guy off the bench. But if all of a sudden you have interest in bringing Chris Bryant back to San Diego, how do you not make the phone call? Yeah, because he can play left, yep. right? Can Cronenworth play left? I'm sure Cronenworth can play anything. Goddamn guy, he's, he's great, right? Great. It, it, uh, he, I told you, he's my favorite Padre. I'll be the first to say he's not the best Padre, but he's my favorite Padre because yeah. he plays hard. But he's hitting like 250 now. You know, his, the batting average is hurting, but the glove is is insane. He does so many different things for you, and for some reason, even though he's hitting 250, I keep thinking he's going to be a guy that raises that average. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think he's a plus. Every time he's in the lineup, he, he's my favorite guy to watch. But what do you think he us. is? I mean, ultimately. I don't know that he's a 300 hitter. Yeah. But he I, might, I he might, but if you get him to 265, right? And you go 12, 14 home runs. Am I a little crazy on that? No. Is he more an eight to 10 guy? No, I think it's a 12, 14 guy. Yeah. But the versatility that he gives you defensively, what he does, all those kind of yeah. things. Literally, he can, my guess is he could play every position on the field outside of catcher. And we've seen him pitch already. Yeah. But he, he's, I think he's at first tonight. Yeah. He, we know he can play short. I'm sure he could play third. Yeah, he plays second. Yep. Um, but if you could, if he could play left, like Coach was saying today, that you have to send Kim down. You have to send Kim down because he's used to being an everyday guy. You got to get him at bats. And got to get him a solid two week at bats, right? Yep. Boy, I agree I, with that. Yeah, no, I agree with what John's saying. But to me, I look at it and go, figure out something with Fam, and get Cronenworth on left and let Kim play second, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I would. Well, if Kim can play. I mean, again, it's funny. As we talked about Kim, who's 216, one home run, four runs knocked into. Hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. No. His big thing coming over from Korea was not seeing guys that throw consistently over 86, which is yeah. huge. I mean, that's high school baseball. Sure. So you go, okay, guys are throwing 96 to 100. It's going to take a while to train your eyes and, and be ready to do it. And but so I know they're I'm happy with what he's been yeah. doing, that he's getting around on guys that are hitting a couple hit game that he had whenever that was last week, days run into each other. But whenever he had that, you know, the hits that he had were guys throwing 95, 97. Yeah. So he's getting there. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that's the log jam, right? When you, you figure out what you're going to do with FAM and go from there, 
And then once that happens, maybe Cronenworth's your everyday left fielder, Kim, Profar, some kind of mix of that. I don't know. Would you want to be the guy that told Tommy Pham he's not playing anymore? Hey, listen. <laughs> this guy, my guy. It's unbelievable. He took it. It was hard. That was a hard conversation to have. You know? For who? You or him, Jace? Well, I mean, one of the things that I've learned in my time training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is you find the guys <laughs> have the heart of a lion. It sucks, man. It does, because you know what Tommy Pham's career has been. We've said this for weeks on end. Yeah. Hey, Joe Musgrove's pinch hitting right now as we do the show. Did they have to tell him this morning, or did they find out right now? <laughs> they have to find out? He's goddamn gross, my guys. So high maintenance. Um, yeah, I mean, so Diaz gave you three. Yeah, three shutout innings. Fuck. Your, your bullpen? Who's back there? Doug Bockler? Who's your bullpen coach right now? Rod Barajas? Who the fuck's back there? He's like, God damn. Beat the shit out of my guys again tonight? That's it. Carrying the load. We're so excited to have Miguel Diaz go again. Fuck. Stamen's like, what? Again? Get up, noodle arm. We need you for two. God damn. That fucking bullpen is the Chuck Wepner of Major they League are. Baseball. They just get the living shit beat up. Wow. <laughs> they, they absolutely are. That's too fucking funny. Oh, God damn. All right. Damn. We'll see. What, yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then what do you do tomorrow? You have nobody in this farm system ready to go. That's that's it. So, I mean, again, you, you sit there and go, well, what kind of trade can we possibly make? Well, right now, the... Eric the, Lauer. Oh, Jesus Christ. I almost took out Grisham. Um, but, you, yeah, fucking <laughs> Eric Lauer owns the Dodgers again, by the way. Remember we talked about... Yeah. How, fuck, the guy was dominating against the Dodgers. They should just make a trade for Lauer if they realize they're going to face the Dodgers in the postseason. Unbelievable. Um, you know, again, you can't. You don't want to do this to your bullpen all the time. They it can't. They can't keep doing it. It's not. There's no way. There's not a bullpen yeah. in the history of baseball that has done what the Padres are doing for, for six months. Yeah. I, I and I don't. What do you think those guys say when they're walking out there every afternoon? <laughs> hey, go get him tonight. Go get him tonight, Sheriff. Solid two and a third, baby. I got you. I got the backpack. I'm good. I got the backpack. There I come. Hey, way to go. Hey, why don't you take the next four days off, okay? Get healthy. That's okay. I'm only going to throw 71 innings uh, in the next month while you throw a solid seven. Shut your mouth, Snellzilla. No need to hear it out of you. Don't you be over there playing Fortnite? Pipe down. (laughs) Who starts stretching as soon as Snell gets close to 50 pitches, right? You're going, fuck, one of us is going in. Here we go. Yeah, I got to start I, Okay, but from a manager's standpoint, yes. if you go, this guy legit, you can only have that guy, right? If you have three guys giving you a solid six or seven every night. Yeah. You can't survive with your number two guy being a five-inning guy. That's what you get out of your four. Yeah. If your number four starter is a solid five inning guy, you're you're playing with house money, right, yeah, Dave? One hundred percent. I'm with you. But but your first two guys got to be legit six to seven inning guys every night. Every night, you don't have anybody who's doing that right now. No, you you don't. Okay, so I'm looking at Snell has pitched twenty five innings in twenty five games. Yes. Stamen's up to already 17.1 in 
who's going to obviously adding to that tonight. And you're going, wait a second, how's the starter only have basically eight more innings? <laughs> yes. what, what's going on? Well, Stanton's going to add way. to that tonight. Yeah, that's what he, I mean. He's going to add to that tonight. He's going to be even closer to him. I don't know. And Strom's not coming back. Strom's not back to the end of the month at the earliest. You don't even, at least with Strom, man, at least Strom gave you that opportunity as a guy that could stretch out, yeah. right? And could go. I don't know, Dave. Do you think it's something in baseball where moving forward you start seeing more of a six-man rotation? Yes, I do. To and save your I, pen? I, I could see them moving more to that six-man, even seven-man rotation where you go, you're going to pitch once a week. Kind of way the Japanese pitchers have been saying it should be forever. Yeah. Um, you know, pitching has changed dramatically. And we, we saw it with, with Dustin May get hurt this week, is that everything's about – uh, velocity and spin rate. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that all the time. You never heard about spin rate a few years no. ago. Like, number one, I'd be, how the fuck do you count the spins? Yeah. Uh, but that that's the big thing. So you're getting a ton of throwers, and you aren't getting pitchers. Like, guys to yeah. get guys out. Randy Jones. 100%. Randy Jones would never get an opportunity to play professional baseball today. He never no. threw hard enough. No. And it used to be, if you were a lefty, they gave you a little bit of leeway. Like, yeah. righties have to throw 93 to get drafted. Now it's uh, it needs to be lefties could be like eighty eight to get drafted. N- now they want you throwing ninety five, ninety six coming out of high Every school time. and out of out of college baseball. And yeah. if you can't, you aren't getting drafted. Yeah, I mean that's always the, been the magic number is ninety three, and now it's closer to ninety five, ninety six. Man, but I I, I mean you're seeing guys getting smoked now too. You're seeing players, batters like Bryce Harper getting hit. There's yeah. a, another kid on Pittsburgh got hit right in the nose yesterday. And you're going, fuck, man, the game has, has changed so much. From an entertainment point, you and I love the game of baseball. It doesn't matter if it's, they're playing for the three-run home run or if yeah. they get guys on base who are stealing and there's bunting and all that shit that goes on. I watched the Royals before you walked in, the Royals and Indians, and they're like four bunts laid down in the first three innings. Like really? You just don't see that in baseball anymore. Yeah. But it, it, you know the computer will tell you that's not how you win. It's all about not stealing bases because you don't want to waste outs on a stolen base. If you're out, you don't want to waste outs on a bunt. And it's it's all about the three-run home run. Well, it's hurting the game um, entertainment-wise because people yep. want to see base runners. They want to see the Rick Andersons, the Vince Coleman's. They, uh, they're showing a stat right now. Most innings pitched. Tampa and the Padres lead the majors with 125 innings uh, in uh, in relief pitcher innings wow. through one month. That's amazing. God damn. That is amazing. That is just insane. Right? Yeah. Again, to do yeah. that for six months and then the postseason, you're going, holy shit. Yeah. That's why you go. That's why I just look at it, Dave, and go, maybe your your better play is to go a six-man rotation and have guys that even if you're only giving me five innings, right? Yeah. If you're giving me five innings, then for those guys, you go, all right, well, that's 30 out of the potential 54 and that saves so much on my bullpen. Yeah. Right? I, it just has to. I don't know. Something's got to change. If you're looking at it, you're going, we're gonna, what happens if one of these pen arms goes down? Well, unfortunately, we've seen a few of them. The guy batting right here, Philip Evans, LaCosta Canyon. Don't you think, too? Pittsburgh th- has four San Diego kids, by the way. Yeah. It's a shame they suck, but they have four San Diego kids. I, I think the other thing, too, that may have kind of impacted baseball. Yeah is the delay in getting the minor leagues going. If the minor leagues had been going for the last two, three weeks, right? 
Like, why are they waiting to just now? They start um, tonight or tomorrow. A lot of them start tomorrow, the minor league, yeah. minor league baseball. But, I mean, if you had guys that were at not so much A-ball at Fort Wayne or Elsinore, but if you had guys that were at A and at El Paso right now, yeah, right, and had been pitching for a solid month, you could look at that and go, all right, we can make some moves. Is it still COVID? I mean, I feel like, didn't the Giants say they're 85%? 85% of their guys have been vaccinated? Yeah. it's the A lot of it had to do with the, the players' union, which I don't never understood. I mean, the players' union is the one didn't want the expanded playoffs. You know, the players' union didn't want the DH. Yeah. It wasn't the owners. It was Because it was, they're waiting for a CBA yes, next year. They're waiting. They had to wait a year for this whole thing to go through. But, yeah, you're going through uh, minor league baseball basically starts, you know, this week. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I know Gore used an excuse saying, by the way, these umpires are unbelievable. Um, yeah. Gore used the line that he said he needed the crowd. He goes, last year not having a crowd threw him off was one of the, the lines he used. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I don't either. I, I really don't. I don't want to hear it from you're, anybody. You're, you're a professional. You're getting a check. Yeah. Do your job. Throw strikes. <laughs> Throw strikes. Yeah, I mean, I was there when you pitched at Elsinore. Yeah. The, the noise was deafening from the... Uh, 1,700 that were in attendance. Holy shit. Felt like when the Stones took the stage at the Rose Bowl. I get it, baby. No problem. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> right. like, I hear your fucking mind. Dude, if you were one of the media guys standing there when he said it, would he have said, shut what? the fuck up? Shut up. <laughs> Just say, hey, you know what? Right now, I'm a lot of, like you guys. I'm shit at my job. But unlike you, I have a future. Get the hell out of here. And wipe your nose. <laughs> wipe your nose? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what does that have to do with fucking anything? I don't know. Just the insult that he should drop on anybody. Talking trash. Oh, my God. Tell everybody, wipe your nose. Oh God, what God. the? Do I have something in there? God dang it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Speaking of uh, minor league baseball, since mm-hmm. you just brought it up, tomorrow... Julian Escobedo, yes. who played at San Diego State, who, who if you follow Good Aztec baseball, yeah, he is. Jeff is actually friends with Julian, who who obviously he was uh, close childhood friends with my son Jake and, and lived in our house basically. Growing up, played travel ball on on our California Bears team. He's okay. opening tomorrow against Jake Boone, who was his teammate on the California Bears first game tomorrow. Okay, so, so it, it, for Julian, it's not his first game. He's been in the minors. This is the second year in the minors. For Jake Boone, it's his first game in the minors for the Nationals. So what level are those guys? They're at? in A-ball. They're both in A-ball. They're both in A-ball. Okay. And so Jake, is, of course, is Brett Boone's son. Man, we just got, for my kids, Yeah. MLB The Show. Yeah. You know that goddamn game was sold out everywhere? I believe it. You could not find that game awesome. anywhere. It was crazy. But we found it. I gotta look and see if, if he's in the game. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So here here's a here's a crazy story. Like Okay. So Julian was shipped out. He was been in uh he's been in Goodyear, Arizona, where the Indians have their spring training for the last month. He was shipped out over the weekend to Virginia. That's where their their games are. Okay. And he's in Virginia, plane lands, gets out, goes to the field, and he takes his phone and he films from home plate and shows the whole stadium. I don't know if you followed it on Instagram if you saw it. No, I didn't okay. see it. So he, he shows it, and as he's showing the field, the song that is playing is Chris Stapleton, Broken Halos. Yeah, of which course. Was, which was Jake's song. Of course. 
And so I wrote to Julian, I go, that is crazy that the song in the background playing in the stadium is Broken Halos. That was the last song Jake told me was his favorite song. It's yeah. about kids dying too soon. And Julian goes, I didn't realize the song was playing. He goes, you want to hear something strange? The number they're issuing me is number 25. No way. And so uh, the whole thing was kind of kind of wild. And then his first game is against Jake Boone, and all three of them were super tight. And I was I was, yeah. I was super excited. Oh, Brett yeah. Boone told me, I didn't realize it, that they were playing against each other, but Brett uh, reached out to me last night. He goes, dude, Jake's first game is, uh, is against Julian. I go, that's fucking is cool. Is Brett going? I don't know. I don't know if he's going. The games, I, I believe it's in Virginia. Okay. And so, but anyway, I wish I was there, man. I wish Good, I, I right? wish I had a chance to see it. But yeah, uh, really love cool. That kid, to, man. Love that to kid. see kids that are, are chasing their Dude, dreams. Dude, that is great. All right, we got to figure out who that team is. Yeah, we we got to figure out who that is. And I know what you'll do. You'll call them right up. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, you know, I don't want a team jacket, but if you have three of them and you could send them to me, and hey, make sure you send it with tracking, okay? <laughs> Our. Uh, <laughs> Our male guy, Woody, he's been known to pull some stuff. And just, uh, yeah. If you want to just send me three in a game ball, it'd be fine. You know, it's funny that you said that. Whenever I had a kid that was really good, they used to always say stuff like, man, I just want you to to come watch me play, and I'll, I'm going to buy you a car. And I go, dude, I don't want a car. I go, I just want a team jacket. I want a truck. I literally have always said, just give me a team, <laughs> team jacket. jacket. Like, I'm like, I'm not wearing a goddamn Royals jacket or an A's jacket if you ever make it. But yeah. I've always used that as a, as a running joke line. And you just dropped the team jacket line, you know, <laughs> yeah, get me a team jacket. But honestly, God, man, if one of these guys ever made it to the majors, I honestly, I just want to see their first game. I just want to fly and see their first game wherever they're at. Yeah, I would, I would, I just invite myself on that trip. Go I'm ahead. going, I'm going. That would be, I would freak out. Yeah. Like I honestly. Dude, I, I've said, do you remember Sean Green from the Dodgers? Yeah, of course. Sean Green's mom, because he grew up in Orange County. He said his mom would come to every Dodger game with a box of Kleenex and sit in the stands and cry. That'd be you. Hey, that'd be me. Be yeah, I guarantee that first game that would be me. And then last night I was, uh, I, I reached out to Casey Schmidt because his yeah. first spring training is a third baseman in the Giants organization, who's the guy that's supposed to replace Evan Longoria if wow. things go Can the Giants' you way. And just checking in how he's doing. But dude, I'm dying for one of these guys to make it. It would be it would be cool as shit, you know. It uh, it's funny. I was with my sons. <laughs> we were downtown yesterday, and they loved Julian. Yeah. And we were talking about the story that I had with him at your 50th birthday. Because at Dave's 50th birthday, Josh put together a great video where a bunch of people did tributes. And Julian's a part of it. A lot of really fun people in it. And so uh, me, Jack, Cade are sitting with Julian at the party. And he said, uh, he goes, yeah, I had to do two takes. Because the first take was pretty emotional i got a little emotional i go yeah i'd like to see that <laughs> and he goes uh he, goes, he basically goes no goddamn chance i was like what come on man i think that'd be great i'd like to see it it'd be nice to see the impact he goes you're out of your goddamn mind if you think i'm sending that to you so, like, so jack and kate are dying because dude he's just such a good guy a good and he's been so great to those guys right and yeah. so now when you're 13, it's pretty cool when you get to meet Mark Grant and Mark yeah. Grant becomes a buddy. But that when you meet a guy like Julian, who's only a handful of years older than you, yeah, and he's playing professional baseball. When I was a kid at San Diego, a guy who turned into one of my best friends, uh, Ben Gallo. Yeah. Ben's brothers, Tommy and, and Marty, we joke about him all the time on this show. Phil, we joke about him all the time. 
But when I was a kid, we all knew that Benny was in the Giants organization. Yeah. And then he came down one time, and he was playing for the San Jose Bees. Yeah. And so I was probably like a senior in high school when Ben was doing that. I go, hey, man, Steve Howe on that team? And he's like, yeah. And, and I didn't know him like I know him now. And I go, what's he like? He goes, shit, he fixed my car twice. <laughs> so, yeah, when you're, when you're a kid and you know, Josh playing in yeah. Alabama, what Julian's doing, man, it's pretty exciting. And then really when, cool. the, and when the guys themselves are, are such good dudes, yeah, it's funny. But, it, it, yeah, yesterday we were talking about Julian. They're like, you think he'll ever send you that video? No and I'll tell you the other thing, too. Yeah. This is the one other thing about my kids that makes me laugh. Do you remember the night we were down here? I don't know how they even heard it, but I said something. Woods was popping off or doing something. And I said, dude, you keep running your mouth, and you're going to be driving for Old Town Trolley. Remember that? So that's something you would say. We're yeah. in Coronado. Yeah. And every time we're at this park in Coronado, the Old Town Trolley drives by. And when it drives by, the guy always, like, dings the bell. Ding, ding. One of my sons will yell every time, hey, Dad, Steve Wood's saying hi. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't here. I don't know where they heard it. But every goddamn time, they kick Steve right in the balls. Hey, Dad, Steve Wood's saying hi. They'll yell to me. They'll be 30 yards away. And the old town trolley guy driving by, ringing that bell. You see where boy Wood sat this weekend? I, I saw what he called you a bitch on Saturday night. Wait till you see where I am tomorrow, yeah. bitch. And do, I almost passed out from laughing. Do you see so, where he sat? The first, yes. So he sat in the owner's box. He sat there kissing ass. Yes. Then he sat front row behind home plate. How great was that? And so I'm like. But I didn't see him on camera. Did you? No, I, you know, I didn't look for him. I didn't know he was behind home plate until I saw the video later on of his He was son. right by uh, first by, yeah. by their dugout, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at this shit. I'm like, this fucking guy, man of the people, fucking king of Padres Twitter. Let me tell you, yeah. Woods, Padres Twitter sits upper deck. Okay? They don't sit fucking in the owner's box. Well. All right? Miserable Padre fan has never sat in the owner's box or front row behind home plate. Yeah. Sitting there eating shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Saturday night, I'm trying to think of what the hell we were. We were watching the game and other shit going on. I guess watching UFC kind of. Not really paying attention, yeah. bouncing around. And uh, he said Hannah had had a couple of beers, and he posted that video of the girl kind of staggering down the hall. And then Hannah posted a a tweet that was so goddamn funny. It was like five letters, and they were all consonants. Now, I don't know if she was just goofing around or if she was actually, we've all been there. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Start texting your buddies. I did that one night. Started texting about 30 of you. But I thought the coolest thing, and, and I don't know, is he old enough to, to know what was going on? Is Bo old enough to know the experience that he had yesterday? No way. No, no way, way, right? No, dude. I mean, Tatis comes over and gives, or Machado comes over yeah. and gives him a ball. Dude, that's fantastic. No, he doesn't fucking know. He doesn't. Dude, I was with that kid two weeks ago. With Bo? Yeah, when Snow was pitching. In the second inning, remember, and he was bored out of his mind, and he just yelled out, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you yeah. got tired of stuff. Yeah. Take it so long to throw a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best part of the weekend. You had enough? You ate nine pounds yeah. of cotton candy yeah, and did. said, I'm out? He did. Just, just all he just yells out, let's get the fuck out of here. And I, I was like, oh, everyone looked. looked. Jesus. And I was like, dude, he's not wrong. I go, fuck, it takes Snell forever to throw a pitch. 
They turn the clock off. You know that pitch clock that runs? They, yeah. They turn it off when snow pitches. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable but, is right. By yeah, the way. He was living a good weekend. That was cool. Okay. So Twitter, we, we talk about Twitter a lot. We all understand, right, that Twitter is basically a cesspool, right? Of course. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. Of course. One of our own jumped off Twitter. You know, Padre Geekster is gone. So you said this to me today. I did. She her, got her feelings hurt. Well, who would ever go after Geekster? I have no idea. I think a Dodger fan is the one who went after her. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And her feelings got hurt. They, I mean, it can't be the first day that you realized this isn't a, it, the safest place to be. It's not a, not a safe place. We aren't in the same space, everybody. Uh, it's, it's, I think what we have seen is Padres Twitter as a whole. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. It was kind of cute, right? I, I always say they're like my buddies. I always compare them to the guys that uh, I went to high school with that would come out to uh, PE and these guys would have like the blue nylon shorts on that you got at like uh, Kmart. Okay. And they'd have blue nylon pony tennis shoes. Yeah. Right. And then the socks that had like the two green bands around the calf. And you'd come out, right? And the coaches, we'd be playing flag football or whatever. You weren't playing dodgeball or any of that shit, but you're, you're playing flag football. And these three dudes, I, I don't know what they were into, but they would say to us the same thing. No matter who the captain was on the team, you better draft us because we're the gazelles. <laughs> and, and, and it struck me funny every time. So I would always draft them. I'd, take, I'd say, I want all three of the gazelles. So we'd get them. And we proceed to get smoked like 74 to nothing. And they would run in circles, right? They, but it was great. They were just cool dudes. And they were in on the joke. And we were all in on the joke. And we all had a great time. And everybody looked out for them. They were funny. So then at a certain point, then everybody wanted the gazelles, right? Yeah. And you go, okay, this is cool. The point being is that the rest of Twitter isn't in on the joke. Yeah. They don't think of you guys as the gazelles where it's cool or it's funny. They just fucking hate you. And they'd like a lot of you to have your fucking check engine light come on. <laughs> so if you get in there, and I don't know what happened. I'm just saying for all of them. Like, there are a lot of people that don't find any of Padres' Twitter cute or funny or the gazelles at all. They're like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I see it all the time. All the time. Now... I still sit back and watch it as a Padre fan and a fan of the guys on Twitter. Like some of the shit that you guys send out is so insanely creative and so hysterical, but we're not looking at it from the other side. And from the other side, and especially right now when the team's you know, not struggling a little bit, having some ups and downs, boy, they are looking for a reason to put you on the tee. So yes. I don't, I don't know what happened with Geekster. I'm sorry to say that, hear that, but that's a little bit of Dave. Don't swim with the sharks. Yeah, and not just to her. I mean, for anybody, be a little careful jumping in there with the sharks because a lot of them are people. And I've said this forever: if you go in there and you hide behind an alias and you don't do anything, uh. People get really brave, and then you say, well, you know what? I have to protect myself. 
I live in Coronado, but I want people to believe I live in Point Loma, so I live... Okay, that's all fine. Pete can take it. But all of a sudden, it's like, well, who are you hiding behind an alias yeah. with your... That's not very nice. You're not... No, you just go, whatever. (laughs) I I would just say the easiest thing to do is there is a lot of things on there that are really fun and really good. And if you find people that are annoying, just mute them. Mute them. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to block because if you block them, they're going to screenshot it and show everybody that that you blocked them. Yeah, you weren't tough enough. Yeah, just mute them. Yeah, you threw the baby out with the bathwater. Just mute them. Yeah. And if they say anything, then you you never saw it. But I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know what was said to her. She's always been yeah. nice to us. I know Steve Woods considers her family, so I'm sorry for him tonight, We've too. We've been great to her on this show. We love that girl. Oh, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, not only for us, but a lot of people in town do. Yeah. yeah. No, I, she's showed up at, at yeah. our events. And of course. She, she's a very, very good person. So, But again, nobody knows that. They just know it's very two-dimensional. Yes. That platform. They don't know who she is. We do. No, it's... Look, here's... I mean... Where the fuck was Miserable Padre fan to defend her honor? Nowhere. So busy trying to tell me how great Spring Valley is. (laughs) Fucking guy. He owes her an apology. All right, so... He's our hired security, isn't he? Yes. Yes, I I couldn't agree Him and Gavin? Yeah, now she's not going to get in your pictures. All right, asshole? Which one's getting in your pictures at Petco Park? She's out. You guys completely fucked this up. You know, it's, um, I, I'll tell you this. Like, sometimes I'll go on there and I'll just, oh, fuck, I got nothing to do. Like, I'm just, I got yeah. a few hours. So I'll sit there and let people yell at me and I'll fucking throw a, a jab here and there. I, I find it amusing. I literally right. will stay off it for a few days just for, hell, I don't need to do this every day. I don't want right. to be the dick every day. Yeah. So yesterday, I had a couple hours, I jumped on. Where the fuck you been? You know? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you guys hate when I'm here, yeah. and then you yell at me for not being here. You know, okay. I, Jeff's line that he used today 100% was the line I was ready to tweet out. That fucking Snell took number four, <laughs> because that's the amount of innings he fucking says he's going to go. Uh, but, but um, God, people get so fucking mad. And this one guy that's been going after me lately, he told me, gave me a warning. Just let you know. I've been known to make people cry on Twitter. I said, all right, good luck, good luck. <laughs> and then he writes today, made me laugh. Man, I spent the weekend in Malibu. And I go, motherfucker. I go, I knew you weren't a Padre fan. Yeah. You got beaches here in San Diego. Yeah, have fun in yeah. Malibu. Fake Padre fan. Fake <laughs> fan. Their beaches are all rocks. What are you doing? Hanging out, hoping... Uh, Jack Nicholas walks out. Dickelson yeah. walks out. Yeah. Hoping Chan Smithers comes walking down the beach. <laughs> All right, I want to I want to bring up something that you yeah, said today. Been talking to this fucking. I know this is the first time I've seen you on the phone while we do a show. Well, because today I'm minding my own business, not doing anything wrong Always. as usual. The combination of baseball, food, and mini helmets remains undefeated from eighty sports. <laughs> to which Dave Palais, Major League fuckface, says the following: Been talking about this for years. Only sell the visiting team when that team is in town, but always offer the home team. Kids will want to collect the entire set, and teams will make millions. Millions. Millions off of ice cream. Yes. Selling tickets and food. Yes. You got to buy a ticket to get a helmet. 
Jeff Dodson is an economics idiot. I cannot tell you how funny that line. Dude, I laughed when I typed it. <laughs> Dan Iron Man Dan W sees it my way. Dan Williams, to which Dan goes, my guy, my financial guy, takes the stupidest idea ever said on Twitter. It goes, damn it, Diablo. I hate to agree with you on anything, but this is spot on. <laughs> See? To which I replied, Hi, folks. This is Dan Williams with your Two Minute Tuesday. Did you recently spend $171 on your mini helmet collection and now have no idea what to do with them? Yeah, me too. I'm Dan Williams, and this has been the Two Minute Tuesday tip of the day. To which Dan, not very professional for a sponsor, okay. sends me a clip from Step Brothers where you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's my, it's one of my favorite things in the history of this show is when we had Tom Garfinkel on. I couldn't think of Tom's name. Tom Damn. Garfinkel was the president. He's now the president of the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Yes. And Dave brought that idea up to him. On Tom there. had zero interest in it. It's true. Yeah. That's why I included Eric, Eric Grubner on this one. Hopefully he runs with it. He fucking muted It's my you. one last wish before I die that somebody incorporates this so I could say to Jeff, see? All right. Let's go through this because I'm, I'm a numbers guy. Okay. Dan's not. By your math, yes. the Pirates are in town today. Yeah, no one's going to that fucking game. How many people do you think legitimately would be chasing the Pirates mini helmet set? All it takes is a kid to say I'm collecting helmets. You didn't answer my question. I don't know. I don't. That's one. I'm thirty-three thousand. What do you want me to say? You think thirty-three? No, I have no idea. I'm just saying. How about eleven fucking people? Okay, hold on. Before before I answer this question, when you were a kid, is there anything you collected? Yeah, twin stuff. Okay. I I didn't care about. So when you got okay, so when you went and bought a pack of baseball cards, did you throw out every card that wasn't a twin? Uh, it's not that I threw out every card, but I didn't jump up and down. So if it was Reggie Jackson or Mike Haas. Schmidt. Okay, but what if you got Mike Schmidt? Yeah. I you mean, the it. fucking guy from Dayton, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> Too bad for you. Uh, and I'll be honest with you. When I first, my first couple packs of baseball cards, I did used to throw them all out. And yeah. then realize, wait a second. I did so- throw out. Like, it's funny. I I absolutely 100% threw out every Padre card. Because I had yeah. no idea who any, any of these of them guys were. were. And there were nobodies at the time. Yeah. You probably threw out a bunch of Randy Jones. You didn't even know it. Gone. And <laughs> so, but. Couldn't even trade him. So here's the deal. If, if, so when I was a kid, it was baseball cards. And I remember, I think before that, before you, you and I, mm-hmm. like, let's say your parents, they were collecting like stamps. Like people had stamps. Spoons. People, yeah. Bells. People had stamp collections. Yeah. So a lot of Stupid bunch shit. Of dorks. But if you're a kid and you go, I want every fucking helmet. It's going to take you years to get them because of interleague play. And then what are you going to do with them? You put, I don't know, fucking a little kid comes to your house, you take one of those many helmets, you stick it on your knee, and you go, you know what this is? It's a kneecap. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you do with it. You make little jokes. I don't know what you do. Yeah. Serve M&Ms? I have no fucking idea what you do with them. But at the same time, you, all of a sudden, there's a kid saying, Dad, I don't have the fucking pirates. Can we go to one of these games? You and he movie, goes, all right. You a movie you should watch, you and Dan? You probably watch it right back here. Fucking movie you two guys should watch together is 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's a great movie. When he's sitting there telling them about all the Star Wars guys yeah. he has in the box, his collection. Yeah. Only thing missing from that fucking room is his collection of mini helmets that he got from the <laughs> Angels. Jesus Christ. Dude, for a guy that collects a lot of shit, you collect more than anybody I know. How many newspapers yeah. do you have? Well, 
And what's, uh, it, what's in your storage bin? Everything that you've collected over the years. Yeah. All, a lot of that has come to a screeching halt. Because it's a fucking fire hazard. It is. <laughs> I just think the other thing is, too, like it used to be really, really fun. But I've said that. Well, at some point, um, my kids said to me the other day, they got phones now. Did you get them phones? Yeah. They got, and do they go? Do they go Droid or iPhone? They've got one's got. Well, they were just given hand-me-down phones. Okay. So one guy's got. They'll probably be texting you and and Josh because they got your numbers now. So be ready. They'll be like, "Hey, here's this is my new phone. This is great. I should send it to you. Their grandmother today. Funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> my son sends a message to his grandmother. Says, "Hey, Nana." And she's like, my name's not Nana. She, he's like, it's Jack. And he's like, okay, what is it? Donna. So their mom sees it and immediately loses her shit, like every great attorney. Oh, my God, seriously? And I said to Jack, I go, does she think you sent that to her? Your grandmother's an older woman. He's like, well, who the hell calls her Nana? He goes, me and Kate and Steven. So I'm like, what the hell is going on in this house? What the hell is going on? I have no idea. My mother-in-law, who's the sweetest lady in the world, had a complete, just locked up today. She is locked up and had no idea. So now my two sons are sending me, <laughs> they're sending me like the screenshot. That's so funny. And they're dying laughing. They're like, Nana lost her mind. Look at her telling Jack she has no idea who the hell he is. Like she's got 17 grandkids. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this house of mine. <laughs> Complete clown show. But uh, but yeah, it just it goes on and on and on. But that's the other thing. What I was saying to them, my son said the other day, he goes, hey, can I have your old phone? And I go, oh, yeah, I got to find it. He goes, it's in that goddamn storage unit with your 900 fight programs. Good luck finding it. I was like, shit, he's, he's right. Shit to you. He knew it. So at some point, we're just going to have to sit there. I told him. I go, you know what we're going to do? We're going to look like a couple of goddamn hillbillies, and we're going to sit out in the parking lot right in front of the recycling bin, and we're just going to go, do you have any interest in this? Yes. Cool. That's yours. Any interest in that? No. Bang. Into the recycle bin. We'll when are you going to do this? It. You'd save a lot of money on storage units. When are you going to do this? Uh, I would say... I would say... Probably when they're 15. Okay. Probably when they're 15. And and I, but we talked about this on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious There's, to know. I think be, you're going to have a hard time. When they say they aren't interested, you're going to get really upset. It's funny. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I'm actually going to have no trouble with it. At you all. think so? Yeah. I'm going to have no trouble with it. The one thing that I, I will I see keep, Jack not even opening stuff and going, fuck that. Yeah, gone. <laughs> um, which is fine. We had said it here, and I think every parent goes through it. When you start keeping things, thinking, oh, my kids would like this. Yeah. And then you realize. They don't. Like if, you're, if your dad had, hey, Dave, you know what I got? I got a ticket stub I think you're really interested in. It's from the Washington Senators Detroit Tigers game. I went to this game. Do you have any interest in it? You're like, no. Yeah, well, shit. All right. Well, I've hung on to it for 30 goddamn years. For no apparent reason. Um, no, I think we'll go through it and some of the stuff they'll like and other shit they won't. But I'll let them ultimately decide. 
The only thing that I keep, are you going to make a deal with yourself that you will throw it in the trash if they don't want it? Oh yeah, hundred okay. percent. Everything will go right in the recycle bin. Yeah, everything will because the whole deal was always to keep it for them. Yeah, I don't have the only thing that I'll keep, Dave, yeah. which I love, is I have like a small Target storage unit, uh, or not storage unit, like a storage tub. You know those yeah. things they sell at Target, right? And in that, I have kept every major credential that I ever got. Yeah. And I've got those. That's and funny, so, I have those too. Yeah, those I'll keep. I'd like to have, I also have, Every show that we ever did at Free FM, I've got those on CD. And so, like, and, and you know, when we talked about Pomeranz or, or Agler or whatever, like, my kids are like, that'll be really cool. Because, I mean, we see it all the time, yeah. right? There's people, unfortunately, passed away. I just saw somebody passed away at a young age. Another friend of mine from high school. And you just go, man, they're gone. So if yeah. you have home movies or different things... But my kids never really, I mean, they hear this when they were down there, but they don't really remember us being on 1090 or KFMB or, I mean, they weren't even born at that point, extra free FM. So, yeah. And then at some point they keep them and ditch them, do whatever the fuck they want. I'll be fine. Do you remember when you and I were went to the last Charger game? Well, we thought it was the last Charger game. Uh Uh, You went to, you did go to the last one the year following year, but the one we thought was the last Charger game and there was, we walked the parking lot. Remember? And there's a guy that stopped you and me, and he gave us these Coca-Cola top bottle yep. caps, and he wanted you and I to have them. And they're from they're from like like 1970 or whatever the cool. fuck they were. Yeah. Do you still have yours? I think I still have that. I think I also have. I was given about 17 free admissions to Pacers that day. <laughs> you still remember that? You still have those. So I have. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I have the bottle cap. It's in my top drawer of my desk. I like and that because it came from a listener. That's why I kept it. Yeah. I would feel really bad throwing this yeah. away because it meant everything to him. I thought it was, that really, was really important nice. for him to give it to us. Yeah. What if I and, just and like fuck that? I just flicked it into the pond. Ditched it. Traded it for <laughs> free. Right. Imperial Beach. Just chuck it right in the ocean. Traded, right up the pier. Traded it for two pacers and missions. <laughs> no. But I, I won't throw like it that. away because the guy was so sincere when he gave yeah. it to us. And no, it's that like, was really cool. And, and it's, I don't know if it's worth jack shit or not. I would never sell it. I'm not looking to go on an offer up with it. But just because it was given to us by a listener that I've kept this thing for years. My sons said to me, we we're talking about Drew Brees. And they were saying, um, we were remembering back. And I don't know people that have been with this show going all the way back to the KFMB days. But we did a thing one night at OG's in Mission Valley. And I think we had just come from somewhere. I don't know if we had been in spring training or where we had been, but there were a bunch of guys in their 20s and 30s that were sitting there with their three-ring binders full of cards. And I just remember seeing them kind of crowding little kids out of the way trying to get autographs. And so I was saying to my sons, we, we went to OGs in Mission Valley and we put together a fan appreciation night. And the idea was that as a parent, you could bring your kids out and you could meet people from the different teams. And I was saying at that time, the Gulls were here. So Mark Wolf came out and a couple of guys. Remember the San Diego Spirit? Shannon uh, McMillan. Shannon McMillan came out and Kim. And then we had guys from the Aztecs and 
Uh, Boach and Towers came out yep. from the Padres. And you know, San Diego State, like I said, they were great. USD, everybody was represented. Tim Dwight. And I was just going to say, from the Chargers, we had Orlando Ruff, Tim DeWight, and Drew Brees. Yep. And what we had said was, if you come out, just spend 45 minutes. We had staggered it for an event from 6 to 9. And if, if you were a family, really from like 6 to 8.30, if you brought your kids out, you could go around table to table and meet all these different athletes and give free autographs and pictures, the whole thing. And my son goes, God, that's really cool. And I said, Drew Brees, Tim DeWhite, and Orlando Ruff showed up at 545. And I said, hang out for 45 minutes. We'll buy you dinner. We'll buy you yep. beers. And they stayed till 830. Yeah. And they said, we'd stay to the end, but we have an event we have to get to. Or we had. So I just said to my sons, I don't know that Drew was ever on the show again. No, I don't. I don't think he was. But I said, I will always be a fan of yeah. his. He was a young guy. Josh was there at the time. Yeah. yeah Josh was with us that night. I, yeah. I, I still have the football, actually, in this room where he signed it for my kid. And it was funny. Really? Yeah. And, and, and this is for Drew was Drew. I mean, yes. Drew was just a guy lucky. Can he hang on in the NFL? Second round pick. Yeah. And my sons are like, wow, that's cool. Did you take pictures that night? I go, not one. Nope. Because you get anything signed? I go, not one thing. And... That's like I have in my garage, I have the banner from our event that we did at Eastlake. Yeah. That everybody signed. And that's fucking great, right? I stole that because I was like, I fucking put this shit together. Yeah. And I love that. But I'm like, no, we probably had a banner up that night. Nobody signed it, did anything. But yeah, that would have been pretty fun. Yeah. To have that. And, but the, do you remember the, Drew showed up with his wife? It was is his that girl, right? It was, I think it was his girlfriend at the time. But it's the right? one that's obviously his wife today and the one the mother of his kids. Well, I, again. And I, again. And I kept looking at her going, she doesn't want to be here. But they didn't even. They were great. No, there, wasn't no, there wasn't one time where it looked like we got to get the fuck out of here. No, he was great. Yeah. Every one of the people I just mentioned. Uh, Brian Quinn from the Soccers was out there. And uh, it was really, really a fun night. And, and I just remember us saying on the air at KFMB, if you're one of these dorks, that yeah. shows up with your trading cards, or if you're in 25, I'm running you out. Yeah, you did. Uh, get get the hell out of here. And there were kids all night. Just And the people at OGs were fantastic. And, yeah, that was one of our favorite nights that Absolutely. all those guys did that. It was but, one of my favorites. But all the but kudos to all the athletes that showed up. And, and Drew, Orlando, and Tim are the guys that I remember. Um, Tim Dwight kept flicking me off. Do you remember? Kept, all the time. Fuck you. <laughs> I kept doing, flicking me off and just mouthing, fuck you to me. We're doing a show. Yeah. I think we're doing a show out we there. We were. And Tim, <laughs> remember, we like we ran out of the dump button with Tim. He used to yes. cuss so much. Dude, what a player though, right? Dude, he's working solar. With, I saw him with Yaffe. Sky, Sky Yaffe, yeah. But, yeah, that was just really fun. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't know any details. We expect the June 15th, right, the state of California is going to be back open. I think, Dave, we need to put something on for August 1st. Oh, that'd be cool. I think we need to figure out something. I'm not saying any places. I'm not saying I'm not making any commitments except one. What's your commitment? The only person who's committed to this event, assuming it's going, is the great Tad Ryan and the band Disappointing Joseph. And that's because I'm going to promote right now that coming up on May 5th, 
just a couple days away, Cinco de Mayo, my favorite band, Disappointing Joseph, will be performing at Steel, S-T-E-E-L-E 94, uh, Steel 94 on Cinco de Mayo. They are fantastic. He sent me a text message tonight because my dork kid is now following Tad on social media. And I said, uh, I said my kid's a dope, but at least he knows my favorite band. And uh, Tad said, hey, we're back this week, 5-5 at Steel 94. I don't know where that is, but I love those dudes. They played Dave's birthday. They yep. played our event there. And I just think we all need something to happen. So, uh, oh, and the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just I'll mention I'm this. I'm laughing at something happened today. I'll tell you in a second. Go ahead. Uh, our pal John Conniff. Yeah. John Conniff reached out that all the guys from Mad Friars are getting back on the road and they're going to have charity baseballs. So I've got a, a stock of baseballs that the guys at Mad Friars who have sent us in that goddamn storage unit, yeah. Dave, many from the Chihuahuas and some other teams. You got any Miguel Diaz? Uh, we might. Um, but we're going to go through it. And so, I don't know. Like, we've got some fun stuff that we've we've picked up for Jake's Projects. Yeah. And so we'll figure it out. Cool. So I don't even know what day of the week is. You're telling me the story. I'll take a look and see what day of the week August 1st falls on. But, I mean, we did it yeah. in the middle of the week last time. So let's just start looking ahead, and uh, we'll figure it out. And maybe we can all get together on August 1st and have some fun. So this morning I'm listening to Woods, and he's giving okay. away Luke Bryan tickets. Oh, no. Did he rip you? No, he didn't rip me. It's funny. is I had it playing on my phone in the kitchen, and Josh walks in, and He's like, uh, is he giving away Luke Bryan tickets? And I go, yeah, watch him rip me right here. And thank but he God, can't because it's a giveaway, right? Yeah, oh, hold on. It's funny you say that. So he doesn't rip me, but he rips the fuck out of Luke Bryan the <laughs> entire does. time. And I'm going, oh, my God. How do you do that? Right? I said to Josh, I go, this is exactly what you don't do. And I think Ben made a comment like, this is why you're going to be doing a Zoom call with management when the show's over. It's, right. It was... No matter what you give away, it's hard to get anything to give away, any, especially yeah. in today's radio. I mean, it used to be you used to get cool shit. Now you're yeah. lucky to get a bumper sticker. Of course. And now all of a sudden, this guy gets Luke Bryan tickets, and he fucking hates Luke Bryan. That's 100% fine, but he is killing the giveaway nonstop, and about how <laughs> shitty this music is, and this is terrible, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, what are you doing? The promotions yeah. department busted their ass for this connection. Remember, they're part of KSON. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. It's it, it just, there's a way that you have to act radio in a way that you don't. And I was like, this fucking guy just killed it. He killed the giveaway. But I, I could see management going, we're never giving you anything to give away cool again. again. You completely fucked this up. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> I hope they called him asshole. <laughs> imagine Bunches I'm Speaking of asshole, and you talk about phones. Yeah. My, my mother was in town last week. Her phone, dude, every time she texts something, huh. it reads it back out loud. So she'll like, we'll be, a, we'll be in a line to a restaurant. Can you believe these assholes in front of us? And then it will say, can you believe these assholes in front of us? <laughs> she goes, how do you turn this off? Like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, That's, uh, that's Jake, dude. <laughs> that's Jake messing with her phone. I, uh, I just, I can't stand <clears throat> Luke Bryan because he's shit. Oh, my God. And Dave, I'll tell you the just other guy. I'm going. I've seen it three times. I'm just dying to get out. And so no. a friend of mine said, "You want to go?" And I said, "Of course." Technically, I don't need to see another Luke Bryan concert, but I'm dying to go to a concert. Yeah, make your hat out of your goddamn Bud Light 12 pack and go show up it's out there. Light. Yeah, the uh, I'm at lunch today 
and they have the new Tim McGraw song, or I don't know. It's like it's one I'm not familiar with. Everyone, and it happened to my guy Luke Combs, who I like too. Yeah. Every fucking song is this bullshit of I'm sitting in front of the shell station, drinking a root beer, eating beef jerky, and she walked by. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just the same fucking routine every time. The same, And it's just shit. Music sucks. <laughs> you didn't hear Charlie Pride singing that shit. Well, who's made a lot more money? Charlie Luke Pride. Ryan's worth like seventy million dollars. Ah, oh, goddamn. Charlie Pride. The next song you hear from from Luke Bryan that's good will be the first one. I do like <laughs> that one on the dock about drinking a beer. That's the only one. Yeah, All I right. know you do. Get out of this. Let's go back to Padre baseball. Go back to because they're doing so well tonight. Yeah. Okay, you got you got it. Um. All right. Hey. What the fuck do you want me to do? What no, you, nothing. What, 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 no, no, no. You're good. Quick cranking that arm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Dan Williams, Jeff mentioned him a second ago. Look, it is Borrow Smart Two Minute Tuesday. You can go on YouTube, check it out. Jeff might have already given you the answer to what's going to be on there. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, Dan Williams is the guy that you need to talk to. Financially, I don't know why you'd waste your time. So many of you want to ignore the problem. Look, many of you have the problem with credit card debt. Many of you have the problem where you're renting. Many of you don't live the life that you'd like to live because you haven't figured out your finances. It's not your fault, as they say in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Dan Williams can help you with all these. Call him, 858-688-6813, Though it happens, you walk into Dan's I office, today, you start dude, crying, and Dan just starts yeah. yelling, it's not your fault, hugs it out. That's it. it was on an Don't hour start with me right in. now. Don't do that to me, Dan. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's a credit card. Uh, I will tell you, yeah, there is nothing better than having financial freedom. I got to buy a car. Like I literally yeah. have to buy a car. In the next probably three weeks to a month, and uh, and it's really nice. It's nice that following the steps that you can follow in Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, you can go in and the dealership is going to want to work with you. You're not going to have any trouble finding an auto loan that is going to match your numbers because your credit tells the bank and tells the dealership, yeah, this is somebody we want to do business with. So if your numbers are not there, boy, trust me, I've been there and it's so incredibly frustrating and it feels like you're absolutely swimming upstream. But if your goal is to buy a house, man, it is a competitive market. And if your numbers are not in line, the five people waiting behind you, theirs are. And the bank's going to say, no thanks to you, give me them. Don't let that be the case anymore. Give Dan a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. When you're ready to buy that house, you're ready to sell that house. The only person you should be calling is Brian Curry. As Jeff just mentioned, the real estate market's insane right now. So many people are saying, I put a bid on a house, and guess what? It went for more than 80000 of what my wow. bid was. It's really hard to buy a house in San Diego right now, but if you're selling, it is a very easy But You want to get top dollar because it's your chance that you're going to make the most amount of money off that house. Brian Curry can make the transition easy for you. Again, talk to the guy that's been doing this for over 25 years. Brian Curry is your guy. He's the real estate specialist we recommend. There's no one else to call but Brian. His number is 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Yeah, we, uh, we talk to people all the time. I think, Dave, along that scenario that you just pointed out, where especially now, if you've been thinking about, hey, our kids, it's a, it's a situation my ex is going through. Where our kids are getting bigger and where they used to be able to share a room forever with a bunk bed, right? And their betta fish or whatever the hell. 
Now they're getting bigger and they're like, fuck, I need my own room. I need uh, I need a little space. Well, all of a sudden, the equity that you have in that property that may have been okay two, three years ago can now all of a sudden open a lot of doors for you to give you the opportunity to move into that size house while your payments stay relatively close to the same. It's an unbelievable time in the real estate market. And now you need to t find a way to use it to your advantage. So give Brian a call uh, no matter where you want to go. Uh, let him know. He'll work with you to find that house that's right for you and it's right for your family as well. Also, you get that house. You might be thinking about putting a swimming pool in if it doesn't have one already. If it does have one and it's not up to par, again, Alan Taylor with TaylorMade Pools can make everything a uh, possibility for you. TaylorMade Pools, the only people to call when it comes to building that perfect pool. You make your backyard a staycation. What are you waiting for? The number is 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Man, the hot weather is coming, and what are you going to do to deal with it? It got a little chilly, got a little rainy yesterday, but yeah. what an insanely beautiful weekend. So what are you doing in the backyard for fun? You just sitting back there playing Battleship? Come on, give me a goddamn break. Okay? Give me a goddamn break, please. I work for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play? You were probably a guy yeah, like I played Battleship in my life. That yeah, is, that commercial used to drive me crazy. Yeah, you, you sunk. About, you sunk my Battleship. What's the name of the fucking game? Yeah, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> Win. Well, don't be that guy. That kid was a dick. <laughs> he was. That kid needed. He just needed you to take those little pegs yeah. and just start jamming them right down his esophagus. Well, don't let that happen. Choking people is no way fun way to spend a Sunday. But you know it is relaxing in your brand new tailor-made pool. God damn, they're beautiful. Have you seen one? What are you waiting on? Go to DaveAndJeffShow.com. Take a click on that sponsor page. It'll show you what Dan Williams is up to. It'll show you what Brian Curry is up to. And then you'll have the opportunity to take a look and see some of the beautiful pools that have been built right here in San Diego by the fine team at TMP. Absolutely. Kyle Fluker's your guy for that website. What are you waiting for? Look, if you have a business that is struggling or a business that needs a little kick in the pants, Kyle Fluker's your guy to build a perfect website for you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Been out of our office for three and a half weeks for a construction project. We go back tomorrow, and there was the funniest story on CBS News the other day where David was talking about people that have really grown accustomed to working from home for the past 12, if not 15 months. And the one guy is quote, and it was kind of tongue in cheek, but it really wasn't. He's like, you know what? It's not really that much fun to put pants on to go to work. Yeah. People are staying home as much as they can. So what does that mean? Well, they're working from home, but if you're staying from home during the eight to five hours, that means more than likely they're staying at home for their recreational hours, too. So that means not really any baseball games, maybe no movies, no fun Luke Bryan concerts. So they're going to have that disposable income, which means they keep shopping online. The point being is, is your website delivering the kind of results that you need? If you go, yeah, for the most part, wrong answer. You have to look at it and go, it absolutely is. Give Kyle a call. He can help you get the results you deserve. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? They're going May 4th, all right, because okay. I brought up that date. Okay, May 4th. Let's see how good your memory is, because you had me look this up, I believe, a week ago. Okay. Lance Bass. Lance Bass. <laughs> Why did I have you look that up? You had me look up every guy that was part of the group, remember? That's great. 
Uh, Lance Bass is going to be tomorrow. He'd be a guy who'd probably enjoy, you know, may the fourth be with you. Seems like a guy who just enjoys life. Let's say he's uh, 44. 42. 42. The money part is funny. I think he's $20 million. $22 million. That's wow. good enough. Good enough. I just want to know if you're close to it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Jackie Jackson. Jackie Jackson. One of Paul Vaden's all-time favorites. <laughs> I don't think that's the Jackson was his all-time favorite. Oh, that's right. He likes the king of pop. Uh, Jackie Jackson, Dave, I think we're all going to be surprised to learn tomorrow he turns 72. 70. Wow. And I think we'll even be more surprised when we learn that as a member of the Jackson family, Jackie has a net worth of $17,000. Pretty close. 200000 it says. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Now, here's the reason I threw Jackie Jackson in there. Yeah. It is also his mother's birthday. Okay. Oh, Catherine. Cat, very good. Catherine Jackson. How old is she and how much is she worth? Because uh, it's a surprise. I think she's 88. 90. 90. And I think she's worth uh, $100 million. Exactly right. She got Michael's money. She got Michael's money, and right? She said, fuck off, Jackie. <laughs> fuck you, Jackie. Fuck you, you underachiever. Yeah, I call Paul Vaden all the time. I'm like, if you don't want to admit that the driving force behind I'll Be There is when Jermaine pops in yeah. and brings his part, <laughs> I told Vaden, you're in denial. You're in goddamn denial, champ. He doesn't want to hear it. All right. All right, last one. Randy Travis, old school country. Boy, he kind of had a rough go of it, yeah. huh? He used to just seem like the coolest guy in yeah, Nashville. He won all those awards, man. Then he had all kinds of weird shit going yeah. on, didn't he? He looked like Rick Dees to me. He kind of did. Uh, I'm going to say Randy Travis is 62. 61, really good. All right. I'm going to say, I think he made some dough, but I don't know how many songs he wrote. Let me jump in at $40 million. Not even close. $9 million. Nine? Yep. What happened to all his money? Fuck if I know. Yo, he was the guy. Facelifts? I have no idea. Shit, bolo ties? <laughs> All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Who is your favorite non-Padre Major League Baseball player? Oh, my favorite non-Padre Major League player would be... Uh, I mean, it's so simple. It's got to be Trout. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Mookie would be a close yeah. second, and Otani's in there. Yeah, Otani but, hit a two-run home run tonight. But I, it's got to be Trout. I mean, just uh, one of my favorite memories is just it was a couple of days after we had been at opening day for Tatis and Machado, being up there um, for an Angel game, and we saw Trout hit a grand slam. That was pretty awesome. I tell you what, Mike Trout's to me that guy that we're all live in San Diego that are so close to Orange County. When he retires, we're going to regret not going up there yeah. and seeing him in his prime. And, I, and you I and I try and that. take advantage of it a lot. But when you're going to see that his numbers are going to compare to Mickey Mantle and people are going to talk about his yeah. numbers, you're going to go, how the fuck do we not take advantage of seeing him in person? Yeah, more often? I, I wouldn't say like, I, I would say, listen, I get it. Going to a ball game is expensive, right? So. Yeah. There's a part of me where you go, well, you should be trying to see Trout 10 times a year. Well, that's probably not realistic, but you should at least try to see him three times a year. Right, Dave? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if you go 
I've got 10 games in me that I can try to see for a year. Yeah. And you go, 10 might, even if you go, can you see one a month? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care. You should, you should try to see Trout somehow figure it out to see him at least twice, if not three times a year. But yeah. I also feel that way about down here with, with Machado and Tatis having the opportunity to see them play is really, really special. But yeah, with, um, with Trout, that, that's probably the guy pretty incredible. Would you agree? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Okay. Here you go. What was your favorite TV show as a kid? Uh, favorite TV show as a kid. Uh, I think it was probably happy days. Me too. Happy days was great. Every um, picture I had when I was a kid, I was given the Fonzie thumbs up. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> now I did like, ironically, I did like WKRP in Cincinnati. Too. And uh, Gordon Jump. And listen, is it Gordon Jump a San Diego guy? Yeah, Gordon Jump, right? Les Nesman, Herb, yeah. Herb Tarlick. How many of those guys do we work with at KFMB? Dude, I remember Dave Marcus told me my first day in radio. He said WKRP was a drama, not a comedy. It was. <laughs> it was a documentary, and everything was fine until. That hillbilly, Conniff, started texting me last week and telling me that Jan Smithers was the number one draft pick on WKRP, and it wasn't Lonnie Anderson. Oh, crazy. And he was trying to tell me that Lonnie Anderson uh, was the one who sold tickets at the world's biggest thermometer out in Baker. And I said, Jan Smithers sells pencils in the student store yeah. at Escondido High School <laughs> and questions decisions that she made in her life, like your wife does tonight, Conniff. Get it together. <laughs> Love that dude, dude. John, Con John will just send me, like, I hope we all support Mad Friars because those guys, Kev Charity, Dave J, and, and Conniff, all kidding aside, like right now when we're trying to figure out what the hell to do with the uh, – with the arms, like pay attention. And, and the stuff like with rosters coming out today, do you see Robert Hassel is going to be at Elsinore? Good. And so, uh, Anderson Espinoza's at Fort Wayne, uh, CJ Abrams at double a, right. Good. Gore triple a. So right now is we're really going to count on that next wave of players. I highly, highly recommend, uh, the fine work that those guys do for Matt Friars. Johnny Conniff is such a fucking maniac, and he sends me the funniest text. Just randomly, I'll just be sitting there, and he'll just be lighting me up about something heard here. So I, I love those dudes, man. They're great. All right, next question on here. Okay. Could you be with someone who is deeply religious? Oh, boy. I don't think so. I don't think so. There's, there's enough people that, listen, I support whatever gets you through your day. I got that. I'm I'm all for it. But for me, can you imagine that? No, you swear way too much. Way too much. <laughs> way too much. It's like dating a manager at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Couldn't do that. No way. I support them all. Could you? Yeah, 100 No, I could not date someone that was deeply religious. No way. I mean, your wife's pretty My wife, my wife doesn't swear 
And I'd no. say she, she's religious in the point she never does anything wrong. But she's the most patient person I know. Yeah. Till a couple of glasses of wine. Yeah. And then it's Katie bar the door. It's... <laughs> <laughs> we had we had that conversation a week ago when my mother's in town telling her that when Rita drinks, she it turns into a fucking a roast of me every time. <laughs> Jesus. Uh yeah, I no, I couldn't do that. I just uh it's the same thing, man. I like um I just like strong minded, you know, Dave, it's the same it's the same goddamn DNA in every one of them. From one to one to one to one. They're all brunette. They're all brown eyes. They're all strong, driven, supportive, right? Like, yeah. have your back. And uh, independent, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm and with you. funny as shit. But, no, I mean, the girls that I'm drawn to are all... Yeah, and I don't know. They're 100% of them. They're all out of my league. <laughs> I have no clue how it will happen. I have no clue. But I, hey, just shrug. Hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. Would you want your kids to follow in the same career path that you've chosen? God, no. God, no. Now, look, wait. Now, hang on. Are you talking about radio? Radio. Listen. It's, it's, Listen, I'm right here. <laughs> radio is a drug. It's an absolute drug. It, the adrenaline of being in a studio, it's the story, and I was sharing this with Teddy Mendenhall when I talked to him last week. It, it's one of my favorite things that Darren ever said when we went out. I, I just said it, man. When I was in a really, really bad place, a lot of shit was going on, goddamn Darren and I went to high dive, and he was just, fuck, dude, he was great. And I'll be loyal to that crazy bastard forever just for what he did that night. And I know he knows. But we were just we just sat there and, and drank and bullshit and laughed for, for a lot of hours because he'd been through it. And uh but we were just talking about radio and I go, fuck, why do we put up with all this shit? He said, because it's the adrenaline that you get when your thumbs right above the red button and you have no idea what's coming next. Because you can't match it. You can't you can't match it in anything. And it's one of my favorite things because we've done it for so long. Yeah. But I would have I would have never been able to narrow it down as succinctly as he did that night. And I said that to a thousand people. Yeah, fuck it, get into it and live it if if you can. I mean, my son Jack the other night gave me. Now listen, I'm not going to become a program director of a market 17 station. And put my son on the air four times a, a week talking Kansas City Chief football because nobody gives a fuck. What an absolute fucking bore. And the nicest kid on the planet. N just let the kid live his life. Nicest fucking kid on the planet. But nobody nobody gives a shit about the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. So I'm talking my one son is pretty mellow. Uh, Jack, who was here, but if I get him going on WWE, AEW, or the NBA, he can really go. He can really go. And so I called his mom, and he was giving me the full breakdown of the West and injuries. Dude, I don't know who any of these fucking guys are. I don't watch it. He's telling me what the Suns are doing and why Utah's got to be careful and 
Oh, I'm like, I follow the wolves. They're shit. I, what do I care about the goddamn Utah Jazz, right? Rudy Gobert's still there. But, <laughs> um, Mark Eaton. Yeah, Mark Eaton, right. Jack Sigma's still in the league. I don't know who any of these guys are. Right? Hank Elisic, Swen Nader. Those are my guys. But I called his mom and I go, look, he's better than 90% of the people that I ever hear talking NBA. And it's not just because he's my son. He actually makes it interesting to me. Again, I'm not going to drag him in here and have him talk Kansas City Chief football because none of you want to hear that shit. But if he, I told them at Helix that he should pursue the, the TV program. But I said, whether or not they put you on the air or they teach you how to run the board, run the camera, do any of that stuff. It's all great. So, yeah, getting in sports media. I told him, Dave, figure out how to be a cameraman. This guy's travel the world. Pretty cool job, right? A skill set. But, yeah, if he wanted to do it, I'd tell him. Josh is funny as shit on JP25. (laughs) Would you tell him to go into radio? There's no money not, in radio. No, not in radio. I would. Uh, what Josh, I think, is really good at is editing. Editing, and uh, obviously he knows how to run a camera, but I think his editing skills are, are really good. Yeah. Uh, and he is, he's never been that guy that was like when he was at Channel 8 going, man, I got to be on the desk. He was never that guy. He was just, he just liked what was happening, how it was put together. I would say patient. this, though. I would say this. I, I think people say about this industry, man, you either know it or you don't. I, I disagree with that. When I was producing for Hank and Kevin, I was 100% fine with being a producer. Never thought about being on the air. I, I, somebody, I think you asked this a couple of weeks ago. 100% it goes to Jagger and Christie more than anybody in that building. Jagger and Christie were the two that absolutely uh, stayed in Tracy Johnson's ear every day about me. 100%. No doubt about it. I love those two. That... That's it more than anybody. It wasn't uh, Chuck Fritch or Hank or Kevin or Cliff or any of those. They were all great to me. I don't have issues with any of them. But it was Jagger and Christie that saw something and said, and so I would go over there. Uh, they were doing afternoons on Star, and they would just drag me in to talk sports, and we would just laugh. Yeah. And goddamn, how Mark Jagger would just set me up every day. And I'd never done it, and and it was great. So. But I didn't. I didn't think about it. even at that time. I just thought I'd go goof around with those two, and uh, and go from there. Yep. All right. Here we go. This is the question I'm most interested in. Okay. What are the best seats you've ever had for a sporting event? Oh, oh, I like that. Uh, gotta think about this. Gotta think about. Um, you know, I mean, we've been, we've been right on the boards for hockey games, which are, it's pretty exciting when you're down that close, but my, I think my, oh, I mean, oh shit. I mean, directly under the basket at the sports arena for the Cliff Livingston all-star game for that picture with magic and Jordan, but that's an exhibition game. I would say probably the best seats I ever had. I think I was probably fourth, fifth row um, for Oscar De La Hoya, Pernell Whitaker. That's good. And I was also within the first 10 rows 
for Tyson Frank Bruno. Oh, that's which when I think about nights where I go, shit just gave me the chills. Um, Frank Bruno came into the ring first. They played God Save the Queen, you know, which is like uh, my country tis of thee. And all of a sudden in the MGM Grand, all the lights went out. It went completely black. And two searchlights came on, started crisscrossing. And they were kind of crisscrossing through the arena and everything was going wild. And then they just focused on the tunnel. And Tyson, it felt like, was running to the um, cage. Uh, running to the ring. And uh, that's the night Frank Bruno made the sign of the cross about 37 yeah. times. Did it work? And the guy next to me said, do you think we could get to the book and back? <laughs> I'm like, that's about 10 miles away. That and then um, maybe, and you know what, Dave? I Just one quick one that on a personal note. The one that's probably, for me, the greatest is Dan Henderson's Shogun Hua. November, I think it's November 17th, 2011. It's still considered top five UFC fights of all time. Uh, we were at the HP Pavilion in San Jose. I was in the second row for that fight. My buddy kept yelling at Chuck Zito. My buddy was hammered and kept yelling at Chuck Zito, making fun of Chuck Zito for his flip phone. Chuck, there's a flip phone for Christ's sake. Get it together over there. And uh, Aaron Creasy's dying because we were all there. But for that fight, Aaron and uh, Dan had him wear clinch gear radio on the back of uh, Dan's shorts. And that was the MMA show that I created. So every time that fight is shown, and there's a bunch of different times when Dan is just hammering punches down on Shogun Hua, there's the logo for my scrappy little show. So actually, I would say, very long-winded answer, my apologies, Hendo Shogun, number one, Tyson Bruno, number two. There you what, go. What, I mean, you and I were on the field for all the World Series games. Yeah. That was pretty exciting. No, that was awesome. Um, yeah, all those years that we were in the dugout for Padre games when they yeah. were the run 98 was great. As far as as a fan go... Man, I've had some good ones. I've, I mean, I've sat front row at Padre games and Dodger games. I've it's sat, crazy, right? Yeah, the Dodgers used to have those seats that were on the field behind before they redid Dodger Stadium, remember? Yeah. And um, Padres just got their first hit. Um, and uh, th they used to have those seats on the field, and that was when I was talking shit to Daryl Strawberry when yes. he was on the Mets, and his mom hit me from behind with her purse, knocked me. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, I think she knocked me out. Like, I don't wow. remember what the fuck happened. She hit me so hard. And then, um, but I've sat front row for Laker games. And, oh. And that, that was probably the best. The first Laker game I ever went to, sat front row, sat next to Rob Lowe and Jim Belushi. <laughs> they good. used to put us in like second row at the yeah, arena. So right. we were there for LeBron and Kobe. That's, we get yeah. to see those guys. Yeah, that was Pretty cool. exciting. No, that was cool. No, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been lucky that I've seen some great, great games. It's funny is when you and I were doing Padre stuff and they were at Jack Murphy Stadium they used to give us four tickets for any game we wanted mm -hmm. remember and they're always great seats yeah but I completely spoiled my kids like Josh will never go to a game unless he's sitting up close now he just fuck it I'll stay at home I'm, I won't go yeah. there's wow. no way he's gonna do third deck he's like no I'm, I'm, if I'm going I'm gonna get a good seat 
Yeah. It has to be better than what I see on television. Oh, we don't care on that. That doesn't matter. We'll be anywhere just to be in the ballpark, just to go and hang. Like, we've sat yeah, won't do it. at Elsinore. It's been really fun, and we sat front row right behind home plate. You get those seats. Man, if you want to go up uh, to Elsinore and you can figure out who's pitching, uh, I mean, we sat right front row behind home plate for Gore, Paddock, right? Like a bunch of those guys, uh, uh, Pitino. We sat there. Those yep. It was great. That's an absolute blast, but... No, I'm with you, man. But it's just sometimes it's the seat, but it it can be uh, maybe the seat you've had better seats. But if there's a particular memory or you were there with somebody, yeah, pretty awesome. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday, everybody. Have a good night. So let's stay.